Welcome to Slow and Steady, the podcast where you get to follow along as we build products in public. Each week we'll give an honest peek into our lives as we share our struggles, our wins and everything in between. I'm Benedict and I'm feeling happy. I'm Benedicta. Today is November 1st. This is episode number 158 and I'm feeling crap. That's like we are on the opposite side of the spectrum, I guess. Yeah. Like, why are you so happy? It's getting dark. You're usually not happy. Like, like get it's down here so with sunny. me. Get down here with me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The truth is I'm, I'm actually pretty tired today as well because I didn't sleep well and my back hurts. Yeah. And that's, ah, that hasn't happened in a long time. So that's Thank not you. nice, but thank you for going down here with me into <sighs> the dark fall spirit. <laughs> Yes, yes, totally. Um, but I'm actually, I'm, I'm quite happy because for like the first time in, I don't know, forever, we managed to decide on a feature we want to build and ship it within a week. <laughs> Yay! Wow, how fun. What feature was that? Um, uh, basically, one thing that has been coming up a lot in the past or basically since day one is having people asking for layered unsubscribe. So basically having multiple categories of emails you can subscribe or unsubscribe from. And I always assumed this would be complicated to build and like, I don't know. I imagined it would be hard, but um, last week someone requested it again and they were more, more like, yeah, this would be nice to be able to do in the future. And I don't know. Mm. And I was like, okay, let's let's think about this again. And it turned out it wasn't that hard. We had a working implementation after basically a day. <laughs> and uh, we've been polishing it for the rest of the week and deployed it behind the feature flag today. And we'll probably roll it out tomorrow or something like that. So, cool. Woo, exciting. Woo. <laughs> but what about you? Why are you feeling like crap? I know it's just been it's been fail week. I guess it's spooky Halloween or something. Um, first, my laptop has the battery has been like going down, and then finally, I was like, mm. okay, I cannot go traveling and doing conferences with the laptop, which you know has a battery life of none. Um, so we managed to go and get that replaced, and the battery is doing well, but the computer itself is like i get the spinning colored wheel of death like every now and then Ooh. especially but i'm wondering if it's the internet connection because it's when i'm using descript and grammarly and they kind of want to be on the internet all the time so there's like and then they say like unstable internet connection i'm like really though so i don't know something is up and maybe it's got something to do with like the internet thingy in the laptop <laughs> i'm not that good with um hardware and then i think it was yesterday morning and obviously of course this is like it's a stressful week because i'm leaving for gems.com on friday or night like six in the morning friday um so there's a lot of things to get done and i was feeling a little overwhelmed but i looked at the week and i was like oh this is you know it's it's manageable like it's going to be a lot but as i said i do enjoy a crunch week and you get like you make decisions fast because you kind of just got to get stuff out there instead of like second guessing yourselves and stuff but then things are just falling apart so my <laughs> phone i woke up yesterday and it was like dead and i was like okay this is not fun because 
between my mom and Lillian, like I've actually need to be able to receive calls because I get calls from like, you know, her school and my mom's like, they sent their thing. And so I, I was like, okay, this, this doesn't work for me. Um, luckily though, I, I managed to get to one of these like doctor phone, uh, and it turned out it was the screen finally failing on me because it's also been failing for a while. Um, not the actual phone. So now I have a new screen and a new backing. So it looks like a new phone. So that's okay. Um, then I tried to publish Prune Your Follows on like Netlify and uh, Gatsby Cloud. Kept on failing because Fetch does not exist in like Node version 16, but I was trying to run it on Node version 18. And I don't know if these providers are doing the like non-experimental version because then there is no Fetch. So that took me a while to, it's like, it's working locally. Like, why is this not working? And then I've been kind of having a... Why is a projection environment not running the experimental version? I, that doesn't make any sense, does <laughs> it? No, but like everybody assumes Fetch to work with version 18 now, right? So I don't, like, I... Uh, anyway, and then I figured that out. And then I've been having a headache like on and off, probably because I'm overwhelmed and anxious. And also it's this time of the month. So I logged into my SAS, <laughs> which I'm like quietly not talking so much about these days, but I was logging in to log and Chrome was giving me, this might be a phishing site. So like, you know, that like red screen where it's like, do not enter this site. Like if you want to, you can click this link or like disable. And I'm like, what the F? went into my search console and they've actually flagged POW then as a fish or socially engineering site that tries to get personal information off you. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> you know, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the whole the premise <laughs> <laughs> because we're encrypting it, not like these other people. And I have no, like, this was just a couple of hours ago. I have no idea what to do about that. I kind of asked for them for a review saying like, this is the point of the site. Um, then somebody told me an email of mine was flagged. I think it's unrelated. And I think maybe it isn't as bad as I thought, but I had replied to SavvyCal in what a paid Savical invite, and then I replied to that. And I think I think maybe because it's like asking for payment information or like has that pay because it was a paid uh Savical, I think maybe it's flagged because it's asking for payment information. Because when I went into kind of my own workspace, I saw that all after the fact they have marked a lot of mule stickers because I've been buying stickers that I hope will arrive at the hotel before Jamstack.conf. Um, but anyway, all of their emails that were like talking about payment were also flagged. So I'm thinking those are not related, but this got me started on things that you know something about. So what do <laughs> I need to do to make sure I am not getting into trouble in the future? Yeah, like who knows if this helps. But um, one thing I learned over the last couple of weeks, we, uh, well, well, over the yeah. last couple of years, yeah, was that it's super easy for people to just impersonate your email address or just use your domain and uh, pretend they're sending from it. And um, in a way, I don't know, like if it's not like your business or something, it's probably not that big of a deal because I don't know, no one would, no one would expect, uh, like I don't know password reset links from a personal email address but if it's like your company domain it 
totally makes sense to lock that down as much as possible in terms of what people can do with that domain because by default all emails are basically unprotected and you can just impersonate whatever email address you want but um, then all of the like you know with convertkit or userless like you do the verify domain and you add the little txt thing in there or whatever it is to make sure that it's a verified domain that but is that just for them to make sure that you are who you're saying? You're not locking anything down with that, I guess, then. Correct. Yeah. Like, I mean, it well, depends silly a little me. bit on the receiving. <laughs> it, it depends a little bit on the receiving side of things. Um, I mean, that's always the case, I guess. But you can do additional measures to basically tell mail servers, that at least the, the ones that respect uh, the DMARC, um, and I have no idea what DMARC stands for, to be honest. Um, the DMARC specification that basically everything that doesn't get verified by by DKAM and SPF, like the, the default security mechanisms of email, that you can either um, quarantine them, so put them in spam, or just plain out reject. And that's the best way to make sure nobody's nobody's impersonating you or one of your email addresses. Um, and a good way to get this started and get a good idea of what's actually happening is Postmark's DMARC reports tool. Um, yes, I have now signed up all my domains. <laughs> it's going to be <laughs> yeah, expensive. It's to uh, you didn't use the free version? <laughs> uh, I went for the 14-day 14, 14 uh, trial because I was having uh, a hard I time see. adding because I needed to add I wanted to add all of our like main at least usepow.com or dot app I mean and then also lilylabs.no which is our kind of main email um, but that is actually an alias for lilyapps.no because in the olden days you couldn't change primary domain on Gmail or in Google Work Space or Google Apps for Small Businesses, which it was called. So we ended yeah. up just having to have that in there. But now I can change. I just haven't had the time to do it, and it's been working fine. So anyway, I added all three of those. I'm waiting for my first reports. Uh, yeah, I, th I think it takes a week, at least with the free version, it takes a week. Well, that I now a good have the paid version. It says 24 hours, it says. Ah, nice. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a good, way to, uh, a good way to see who's sending on your behalf. And then you can basically look at those lists and be like, okay, I know this because this is my, I don't know, Gmail account or this is my user list account. And then if you see like more than that, uh, you can start questioning what is going on and if there's a problem. Um, and it's like the process basically like this, you, you start setting up the monitoring, then take every week or every day or whatever, take a hard look at that list. Um, if you missed something in terms of like um, domain keys, um, like verification and stuff, you set that up. And once you're sure that you've covered everything that needs to work, you start locking down the DMARC policy. So at some point you just reject all emails. Um, that's what we have been set. Um, what what we have set up for userless these days, mm -hmm. like everything that doesn't, like that's not verified by by uh, the, the signature and stuff like that, just gets rejected. So no one. But so can how do ever I do this? <laughs> how do I do this? Like lockdown them because it seems scary. <laughs> Yeah. Like, how do I know who's, I mean, because I got my Gmail or my Google Workplace, I guess. Like, how 
how do I identify them and how do I identify, you know, like user lists? Like, how do I say those are okay? Is it per like IP address or how is this done? Yeah, like you, you have you have to set up DKM keys um, for all of these. So you probably already set that up for user list because you can't add the custom domain without mm -hmm. doing it. Mm -hmm. But you can also do it on Gmail and all the other providers. You just like make sure that you get the keys for all of them, add them on the DNS level on your domain, add mm -hmm. them as a text record. Okay, and so once you do all that, that for is in each, place. So you create yes. a, a public private key. So like encryption, like I have in my app. So you do that for exactly. every service that you want to use so that to make sure that they are who they say they are and it's coming from them. Yes, exactly. I mean, the idea with DKIM is, as you said, like uh, public-private key encryption. So the, um, the sender has a private key, which they use to sign your the emails sent on your behalf and they give you a private uh, a public key that you can then add to your domain and then the receiving mail servers will look at the sending domain look at the dns record um get the public key and use that to verify the signature and see if it matches the sender or not and if it matches then it's a legitimate email and if it doesn't if it doesn't mat, uh, match it it will follow the DMARC policy that you've configured in another DNS record. So if you say like, please quarantine everything that doesn't match, it will move it to spam. If you say reject, it will reject it. And if you leave it at default, it will do whatever it thinks it's the right thing to do, I guess. I'm going to be rejecting all of the... No, um, I did clean up in my DNS settings at least because I tested several deep, you know providers at least i removed like verification txts that were in there for <laughs> services that yeah. i'm no longer using and like my first instinct was that a couple of weeks ago my domain registrar was hacked so i was like oh you know maybe mm. you know things have been added to the site or maybe somebody had changed my my settings but luckily i do think they it was only uh encrypted passwords that were leaked in that hack um and i had only used my password in one place because i used one password and as soon as i was able to get into the service again i changed my password but i actually went through all the domains and that's when i like deleted unneeded stuff as well and nothing was added i headed over to netlify to see if somebody had like hacked in there and added because kind of what they're hinting at with the security warning is that somebody is like adding a script that shouldn't be there and netlify you can add you know you can inject scripts if you want to so i headed into right. netlify to make sure that nobody has like impersonated me there and added scripts in in the account like if they had gotten hold of my password for some reason um but like nothing like that had happened so i think with the use kind of use app ban i i think that it's more of the contents of the site or that somebody has flagged it or that the backend that I'm using user base has been flagged for some reason because somebody can have used, you know, somebody can have used that service for fraudulent reasons and then been flagged yeah. or something like that. So this is fun, but thank you for the walkthrough on what to do with my emails because I have no admin. To, like, it's not like I don't have any admin to do. So I'll just be <laughs> updating all of my domains with public private keys because that's a joy. Yeah, it's, it's totally great. 
Yeah, I mean, honestly, it takes a while to set it up and uh, and monitor it so, so you don't actually accidentally screw it up. But mm -hmm. like one last tip uh, um, for all, like basically for all domains that you're not using, just set a DMARC policy that rejects everything. So just to be safe, if you're not planning to send any email from it, just block it. <laughs> well, that is smart because like with Premier Follows, which is, you know, hopefully deploying tomorrow <laughs> when we're going to deploy it on stream uh, together with, because Sata is launching tomorrow, so we will also be deploying Printer Follows oh, nice. um, on, on stream. And stream is going to be, well, you don't know what day we are recording this, dear listener, but um, we are changing up the streaming time a little bit because of Jamstack.conf, and then it actually fell on the day that Seda is launching, so that's kind of, that's fun. Um But yeah, so for that, for instance, I should just like mark it, like lock it down. Because what we were thinking was that maybe somebody's spamming from app, like sending emails from that domain on my behalf, or, like without me knowing, and then that ending in a ban on the domain itself. Uh, it seems like maybe that's not what I've happened, but like that's a scenario that probably could happen as well. So um, for then Printer Falls, for instance, I'll just lock it down because I, I don't think I'll be sending emails from that domain, at least not for a while. Um, and in that case, I could open it for like one, you know, one provider instead of... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Instead of... <laughs> um, but oh boy, what a week. I, you know, just... <sighs> Sounds like fun, yeah. <laughs> just, and I think, you know, luckily, well, they say that the refrigerator is going to be delivered tomorrow because the refrigerator has also started acting up. Like it's not as cold Ooh. as it's supposed to. It's like it feels like we ordered a new refrigerator. Yeah, so I really yeah, hope knows. that <laughs> it knows. <laughs> and then the fireplace people postponed. So that's not hope happening until after, like while I'm in San Francisco. So I'm really hoping they don't postpone again. Because we got like half the neighborhood over here to like carry the oven in, the, so it's you know, what a week. But anything more fun happening on your end, though? You you who are so happy. <laughs> um, uh, just a couple small things. Um, Leo is still working on the message editor uh, or message composer, is the official word now. Um, basically, doing a lot of refactoring, and um, it's nice to see that. Now that we, that we understand all the concepts, at least for the most part, uh, we can delete a lot of code and a lot of things fall into place. And what used to be a little bit of a mess is becoming cleaner and cleaner by the week. And um, with every refactoring we do, it's, it's so much nicer. And we're at a point where we're removing refactorings we did like two weeks ago because we came up with an even simpler solution. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, That's kind of nice. Um, and then the other thing that's been exciting around here, or, well, let's see how it goes. We had some trouble with our um, 4G internet connection lately, and I maybe some listeners remember from a couple of weeks ago where I complained that recording was a little bit hard. So I signed up with another provider, which I honestly didn't want to do because they don't have a good reputation, but it's the only other option. <laughs> um, and it... They, they stayed true to their brand and it took like three weeks until they got a technician over to do some stuff. But a guy was here yesterday and um, things are looking good. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like 
it seems like I might be getting one gigabyte gigabits of downstream soonish. Um, and that made me realize that actually my home network is way too slow for this. <laughs> So I did a speed test and um, it was basically telling me I get like 10% of the speed. Um, but if if I do the speed test from the router itself, it says like it's one gig. Mm. Um, so something between my computer and the router is actually slowing things down, which oh, maybe I wasn't a problem a for check. the last 20 years. <laughs> yeah, maybe I need to do some check like that too. Like maybe that's why I'm getting this, you know, it, like internet connectivity issues maybe it's not the laptop maybe it's it's some other hardware yeah but, and I did, but, I, I did some searching today and it turns out it was a lot of old cables like a lot of my wiring in here um is basically a collection of cat cables from the last 15 years or so and not all of them support like super high speeds which hasn't been a problem because the internet <laughs> used to be super slow but now that the internet is fast you kind of want it to be fast to your desk <laughs> all the way <laughs> yes uh, but i oh um funny story just quick totally changing the subject but it's halloween sure. week Halloween week and I think a couple of days before Halloween I tweeted that there are like two things that I might fully embrace by the end of next or by this time next year tailwind and Halloween because for the Americans listening Halloween was not a thing at least not in northern Europe until it was imported by you know commerce um to sell lots of stuff around um, Halloween. So I've been kind of like not wanting to accept this new tradition, but then I had a child um, and she is seven and she has slowly worn me down. So like this year I was like, okay, let's embrace, like, you know, we'll, we'll have a friend over. We'll do some like scary decorations. We made some scary food um, and all of that. And at the same time, I've been slowly converting my um, queen.ray.code site to Tailwind because I wanted to just have more like, at some point it's going to be like more of like a crazy whimsical, not crazy, but like more of a whimsical vibe to it. So I needed something that was less restrictive than using like a full UI framework. So, and both of things, it's been like this, like sometimes I jump on really fast. I'm like, I love testing out new stuff, but somehow Halloween and Tailwind have been like the two things everybody <laughs> tells me are great. And I'm like, and then Tailwind or Adam uh, of Tailwind, something like that. He, he tweeted that Tailwind was actually released on Halloween which made my tweet a lot more fun, at least I thought. Um, and I think it was like around, he said like five years ago. And I think when Lillian was like two and I, like almost three, I guess then five years ago, that's when she like really started understanding what Halloween was. So they've actually been on the same time schedule. Like <laughs> the, the, the Tailwind fans and the Halloween fans, AKA my daughter and some neighborhood moms um, have like slowly worn me down. And I'm not, I would say I'm like 80% there. But then by this time next year, I'll be probably throwing a Halloween-themed Tailwind party or a Tailwind <laughs> Halloween party. Tailwind-themed Halloween party. Yeah, <laughs> makes sense. So yeah, I just thought cool. that was funny how I would just like slowly, slowly kind of, yeah, accepting these things. 
some. Do you guys use Tailwind for for user list or is it all no, homegrown CSS? It's homegrown CSS. And I'm not saying that Tailwind isn't good or anything. It just isn't for me, I guess. Mm -hmm. See, that's that was um, my that's exactly the same thing I felt for Halloween and Tailwind. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I it's still still to be converted, I guess. Um, I mean, and I respect like Adam's work a lot. Like, while I'm not using Tailwind, I certainly learned a thing or two from how Adam um, and the Tailwind team is doing stuff and what they are doing with C CSS. So, um, credits to them, I guess. Uh, but I still, I don't know. I feel like I've struggled with CSS long enough to have it somewhat figured out in a way that works for me. And I don't really see the need to change it. So yeah, that's where I'm yeah. at right now. <laughs> yeah, that's that's where I was a couple of weeks. And I was like, I'm going to just try it for queen, uh, queen.ray.codes. And I think where, it, you know, I'm still slow because I then have to look up things that I did know how to do in CSS, but I don't know the utility class in Tailwind. But right. when I got to use outline, which is one of their utility classes, I was like, wow, because it lets you add like a border around the border. And I think they use like text shadow or something under the hood. But like, I don't know if you tried to create text shadows that are like solid. Like I never remember that kind of stuff, but now you can just do like border red and then outline blue and you get two borders. And I'm like, okay, this is gonna save me some time. Yes, I get it now. <laughs> and I think there are more Let's things see. like that, but for me, it seems like outline has been the gateway drug to um, Tailwind acceptance. So did you ever use the outline CSS property then? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, I mean, maybe outline uses the, cause they have like three, maybe outline uses the outline property. No, because you can offset it. And I don't think you can offset the native CSS outline. I think you can, but whatever. Well, maybe they use that under the hood. And then there's the other one that, but anyway, like the, I was just like, oh, this is good. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, yeah, and, and, I mean, that's, that's one thing that I, that I like about Tailwind is just like their documentation is so good that you learn about CSS features just by reading the Tailwind documentation. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So maybe that, maybe they use that under the hood, but I think one of them, they use like border border yeah, shadow no probably. i mean text not text shadows under the hood. box shadow box shadow, box shadow. Yeah. yeah so anyway i've been enjoying that and last for me which is actually happy news everyone there are some happy news this week um i got an email that somebody or an alert from savvy cal that somebody had uh bought and paid for a uh, gatsby emergency call and I had nice. it in, uh, yes and i had it into you know i had a little look that person signed up for my list in July and have been opening almost all the emails, even though on the call, he told me there was a little too much of them because they come almost every day, <laughs> but he ended up buying they, an emergency call. They did the trick, right? You, yes. you were top on his mind. Top of his mind. So I feel like the, you know, I don't know, like it's a, it's, it's once or twice. I think I've sold um, the emergency call, but um, it, it seems in a way that I have a funnel that is working. So now I just need to get more people into the funnel. Um, I did some yes. stuff for that. Like I did webinars and stuff in the beginning and then I kind of stopped and I only think I have like 
you know, a little over 100 people on the list, which is almost no one. So, yeah, I feel like that's going to be my next step here is like trying to get more people into that funnel um, and just keeping up. Because now I'm at the year mark almost and I know myself, I want to do something else now. Like, <laughs> we're not doing that. We're, we're sticking to it. I'm going to yes. stick to it um, and just keep on being the queen of Gatsby um, and not... Maybe else. maybe then the, the the something else you're doing is like focusing more on top of the funnel marketing activities. That's something else. <laughs> exactly. So now that everything is working, I can um, you know do more of those kinds of little fun projects to get people signing up for the main list, um, and then just keep on doing the daily and doing it because now I'm like, oh, maybe I should do weekly recap instead, or maybe we you know because I want to change things up, but no. Not allowed. So if you hear me changing things or see me changing things, you are allowed to send me, you know, screaming and angry DMs <laughs> or DMs because my emails are probably going to be all messed up. Anyway. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, send DMs. <laughs> send me. Let's rely on Twitter instead. Um, yeah. Oh, that's like sounds like a good idea these days. Rely Great on Twitter. idea. It's going to be super fun. <laughs> Uh, we're getting all dark again yes i think that's all but you know i wanted to end on a happy note <laughs> i sold something <laughs> awesome um, that's cool yeah anything more from you did you sell any um, useless subscriptions this month yes we did um i don't know the exact number but uh, mr is slowly but steadily increasing <laughs> great yes well yes, that's it. i guess that's it for this week. Yeah. Are we missing next week or are we recording next week? I'm not entirely sure. About we it. are recording next week. It's going to be early, early morning, the day after my Jamstack Conf talk. So we'll see if fail week is over or as I it hope. better is. Like, yeah, I hope it's over. I hope like this is like everything that could go wrong has already gone wrong so that I get on stage in San Francisco in front of I don't even know how many people and do not fail. That would be great. So, yes, yes, yes. Do do cloud backups of your talk, though. Like send your send your PDF somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm actually not allowed to present from my laptop. So that will remove some of the possible failure. That's, that's good. Yeah. 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 So, until then, see you around the interwebs.